well. I did not expect to be making this video or posting this episode. Obviously, I wanted to do a live show, but I have school conflicts. So you guys are seeing this at 7 o'clock on either Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook on the Built in Buffalo Network, recording this Monday evening. So not a live show, but you guys can still chime in throughout the show. But yeah, I did not expect to be making this episode. I planned to do this recording on Monday night, but I was hoping and I was praying that we would be talking about a Bills victory, previewing the AFC Championship game, either against, obviously, the Chiefs but or the Jaguars at the time. And it's a tough one. It's, it's a lot to get into, and we're going to talk for the next hour and hope you guys enjoy the episode and you guys can chime in throughout the show. But we're going to just go over what went wrong. The title of the show is What Went Wrong, and we're just going to dive into it. It's no bells or whistles, no banners tonight, no videos, no graphics. Just old-fashioned podcast show talk, and we're just gonna we're gonna do it. And we can't do that without our guest. So let's bring him on, Zbot from the Buffalo Fanatics. I'm gonna ask how you're doing tonight, but I, I feel like I know the answer. <laughs> um, man, you know what's you know what's weird is you you have two polar opposite finishes to the season, right? Last year and this year. Last year was so devastating. Yeah. That I I just, you know, obviously we've moved on. I don't think we'll ever truly get over that. I mean, we've we've you know, we've we've gotten to the next season and and now that's over and you know time goes on, but I think you will always have the lingering idea in your mind of man, 13 seconds and what would that season have been had they just found a way to to stop them for you know a quarter seconds. of a minute. Yeah, right. Whereas yesterday, yeah. Pete, I I came to terms with that game probably with five minutes left in the first quarter. So it's weird because I, I'm last year I was more heartbroken. This year I'm more embarrassed and disappointed. I was not disappointed last year. I was really proud of that team. I was unbelievably satisfied with how they competed in that game, and they yeah. just lost an all-time classic in a way you'll never really, probably never see again. Yesterday, they didn't even show up. They got absolutely embarrassed on their home field, and frankly, it just felt like an absolute smack in the face from a fan base perspective. The way that that season was set up to be, how it wound up panning out, the fact that they were able to be as good as they were despite not looking dominant all year, to, to lose three games all year, Pete, by a combined eight points, and then go into that game against a team missing three starting offensive linemen. You're a touchdown favorite um, in front of your home crowd. And, and not only do you get waxed, but you frankly, I mean, there wasn't one thing in that game yesterday to draw from that that, that was positive. There wasn't one thing to be excited about. And, and, and I just don't think even the most staunch Bills hater could have possibly anticipated how truly bad the Bills would be in that game. Nobody saw that coming. No. And, and frankly, today, even today, I am I am just it's not even anger. It is pure astonishment. I am stunned that that is how this all ended with these expectations, how it ended like that, man. I unbelievable. It feels like a bad dream that yeah. you can't just you can't wake up to. It's one of those insomnia dreams where you, you like you can't move. Right. But you're trying to move. But you can't move. Exactly. Yeah, sleep paralysis. That's what yeah. it is. It was. It is one of those type of things, and it's a type of thing where I agree with you. After that first drive, you're like, okay, the Bills always do that. For some reason, they always give up a touchdown or a field goal. You would hope they wouldn't for your 
uh, sanity. They sure. wouldn't give up a touchdown on the first drive. And then they give it away or they punt it. And then the next drive they score and it was over. Like you, yeah. I felt no – the Bills had nothing on defense. It wasn't even the Bills' inability to move the ball on offense, inability to score, put up points or anything like that. It was – because we've kind of seen sometimes that happen this year, but they still average 28 points a game this year, so which is still incredible. But the defense looked completely lifeless. It wasn't like the Chiefs meltdown defensively last year. This was a defense that just seemed uninterested. And you're right, they missed three offensive linemen and three starters to an offensive line that's not even good to begin with or not even great to begin with. You would think the Bills would be able to get pressure after – Joe Burrow, they did nothing. They looked like they were on ice skates the whole game. They also looked like they were just playing a different type of game. Like it, They looked unprepared. They looked unmotivated. They looked lifeless. It was, And you're at home. You're in a snowy element where you think that would help you, give you a little energy. I'm going to say it again. You're at home in a playoff game in the divisional round. You don't take those for granted. You don't like waste those opportunities. This doesn't always happen. You make the playoffs and be at home and be the two seed and win 13 games and now 14 with the Dolphins win. And you kind of took it for granted. You didn't show up. Matt Milano said it perfectly yesterday that he felt like there was no energy. There was no momentum. And I just don't get how that's possible. No, how do you not show up for a playoff? I, I, I just don't get it. Never once under the Sean McDermott era or the Josh Allen era have we seen them look that inept, that unprepared, that flat, that lifeless, that heartless. And you'd almost understand, you know, a game. For instance, if that happened this year in the Browns game after the after the storm and all the travel, you'd have a reason to be like, okay, I get why it was that. You weren't anticipating it necessarily because it's uncharacteristic. You weren't thrilled about it, but you had a reason, I guess, to to convince yourself as to why yeah. it happened. There's no. Th- this is this is why I'm so dumbfounded. I'm so speechless, and I will forever wonder what in God's name happened to allow that team to put out on the field what they did yesterday. It, it, how, what more motivation do you need than what was on the table yesterday? I, I, I am just dumbfounded. Pete. I, I, I got nothing. And I don't think anybody does. I don't think anybody in that locker room does. I, I don't think that there's an adequate answer other than they just, that just was what it was. And what it was, was God awful. And I know I think Micah Hyde said it today, and when I mean today, Monday. So you've seen this Wednesday, so Monday this week. But obviously, stuff changes in the next days, and you know some some crazy things going to break after we record this. But that's that's the business of this. But Micah Hyde said this, and I believe it was Deion Dawkins. They Deion Dawkins, and they've kind of felt like there was no air in the sail anymore. There, there was kind of like they were gassed, and that's not an excuse, but. You obviously understand where they're coming from. You have DeMar, the DeMar Hamlin incident a couple weeks ago, which hurts them more than it hurts us as fans because that's sure. a, like a brother and they saw a brother on the field. But you would think it would have the poor opposite effect a little in the sense of their I know, I mean, He was there. He was in the locker room during the half. Yes. What, and what, he was there. I'm not – the stupid conspiracy theories are uh, – oh, oh, my God. We don't – because we can talk about that for an hour. People are – on something i don't know what they're on but they're on something because he was there he's he's he's, he's okay um but yeah you would think that would be a little motivation look if they if we were talking tonight right mm-hmm. and they lost 20 31 30 on a game-winning field goal right and they played their mm-hmm. hearts out would you be pissed yeah you'd probably blame the defense again there was probably something that led to giving up the field goal there was something that led to them scoring 30 points not 37 or 30 not 34 whatever it is they got 
be down. They lost by 17, and it probably could have been and should have been worse in this game. Yeah, They looked like they didn't want to be there. From the opening play of the game, the Bengals were marching down the field. Luckily, the Bills answered it. It was 14-7. It just felt like one of those games, and I text some of my friends that are Bills fans, like during games, like that's what we do. We, we text each other throughout yeah. the game. It just didn't feel like real. Like we were texting yeah. back and forth, and we weren't mad. We were like the right. Dolphins game. We were mad. We were frustrated. Yeah. We were annoyed. It just felt like I wasn't mad. And mm-hmm. I was sitting there like, why do I feel like this? We're only down 10. We we're only down seven at one point. And why do I feel like this game doesn't exist and I have no hope? Like, why yeah. was that happen when you're down 14 7 and you you see this offense that can score 28 points and the defense that can stop people? Mm-hmm. Why did we get, why did I get that feeling during the game? I was like, yeah, like I'm not mad. Like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm just more in shock because they just looked. Because they looked like even when they give up drop points early, they still make stops. Joe Burrow was completing everything. Like everything was, they were dropping back in their soft coverage that they do, but it eventually works because it works. They won 13 games. You can't tell me it doesn't work if they won 13 games. But they didn't, they didn't like adjust their scheme and they were no. just giving up everybody. Ziba, I think we were would have been open. Like how many people were just running open throughout the game? I mean, the Jamar Chase uh, touchdown. I mean, there, there wasn't anybody within within no. uh, a thousand yards of him. I, I, I have no idea. Th- that There's so many microcosms throughout that game that were a representation of the game in itself. That, to me, is one of them, where it's just like, how many snaps did you say to yourself? Is, is anybody even, even in coverage? I, I don't understand. Is anybody even anticipating a run when you know damn well at the end of the game all they're going to do is run? The best way to, to really summarize this game is you look at the you look at the, the stats going in. The Bengals were the 29th overall running offense, while the Bills were the fifth overall rush defense. And now this was compounded by a offensive line that was missing three starting offensive line. And and the 29th ranked run D run O against the fifth ranked run D was running for five yards of carry, doing whatever they wanted, and just ran for south of 200 yards against these Bills. It it I mean, I once again, I just does anybody have a clue as to how how what happened yesterday happened? I I, I mean, like you said, I think you said it well. I was more mad in the Miami game, knowing knowing full well that that game was going to be won at some point. It was just a matter of when. Yesterday, and I think it's because we watch this team so much, and we have for so many so many years that we are accustomed to figuring out what is going to be put on display. Um, throughout the course of the game, you're able to get a vibe early on. So even though like in the Bears game, the Bears went right down the field in the beginning of the game, you knew that, you know, it was the Bears, right? And that the Bills are a much superior team. Oftentimes teams get off to an early start against these Bills and they figure it out. It was in this game where it was the ease in which Cincinnati went down the field. And then for the Bills to get the ball, at home off a week of preparation or so we thought was preparation. You go three and out instantly. You punt the Bengals, then walk down the field again. And then you get the ball back and proceed to go like to proceed to do nothing with it again. To me, it, it just felt like the first quarter completely represented the entire game. Nothing changed. Like you said, there were no adjustments. It continued to come easy for the Bengals, it continued to be incredibly difficult for the Bills to do anything. And from beginning to end, 
nothing changed. And I think the reason that you were talking to your friends the way you were, and it was almost funny to an extent, is because it, it was just inevitable. It just it was jumping through the screen, the body language, the overall vibe of the game. I mean, my girlfriend, who doesn't even watch football, really, and never has, she texted me uh, saying, um, it just looks like they're not even trying. And I mean, if, that, if it's that obvious to somebody who doesn't watch yeah. football, much less, you know, the Bills as much as we do, then and you just you you understand right then and there that it was not just us, you know, seeing things. It was that palpable. And and then Milano, you know, I, I'm 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 respectful of the fact that he was honest at least. But to be honest with you, how does someone interviewing him or the media, whatever, how do you not follow up with a how? Like why? Why, yeah. What happened? I mean, I just would love to have been a fly on the wall this past week to, to understand how the week going into this game could have possibly have led into probably the worst performance overall, top to bottom, that has ever been displayed by a Sean McDermott, Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills team. Yeah, if we exclude the rookie year, Josh Allen, where that team was a full, full right. rebuild, which I don't well, I count, but I don't count in the yeah, grade. I mean, it's easy to discredit games where your wide receiver one is Calvin Benjamin, yeah, but you're exactly. right. Yes, but, but as far as, since the Bills have been competitive, since I mean, they won the division, since they yeah. won the division or even made the wild card round against, I mean, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sad day when you can say with full confidence that that a Tyler Huntley led Ravens team and a Skylar Thompson led Miami Dolphins team played ten times more inspired and heart filled football than the Buffalo Bills did yesterday. And out of all the teams that made the divisional round, the Bills were more comparable to the New York Jet Giants than they were to any other team out on the field yesterday, bar none. And. It's not like if like you're a Giants fan on Monday morning or they played Saturday or on Sunday morning. You're satisfied. And you, yes. And you're like, well, we're clearly not as talented as the Eagles. Nowhere near. Nobody thought we were. Do we wish we showed up more and made it more of a competitive game against you? Of course. You yeah. always want to win the game no matter what the talent level is. Even if you're a Texans fan, you want to win every game. That's yeah. the beauty of the sport. But if you're the Giants wake up today, you're like, well, we got to add talent. Look, if the Giants don't add any talent this offseason, then you're pissed because right. – you like clearly see there's a gap, but if the Giants do what they're supposed to do and keep building town and keep doing what they're supposed to, you're going to be eventually okay And unless it plateaus at a point. Yep. But you can't tell me on this m Monday night that the Bengals are more talented than the Bills. Look, or do they have more skill, maybe better skill positions? Are they more talented than at some certain positions? Of course. Are the Bills more talented at certain positions? Yeah, I think the Bills have a better secondary than the Bengals. I think – the Bills might have a better O-line than the Bengals. Do they play like that, a better O-line? No. Like, it's it's a type of thing where even if you say the Bengals are more talented, I was having this conversation with someone, It's they weren't, they're not that more talented than the Bills. There's not any, like, there's no team that should beat the Bills like that. I get if it happens in the regular season. Regular season football is sometimes a little weird. It's a 17-game season. It's an 18-week season. So stuff happens. You see this in all sports. Teams don't show up. Not in the divisional round of playoffs when you're at home where yeah. you're like six-point favorites. Like you said, a touchdown. Well, that's the crazy favorite. thing about it. How do you go a full 18-week season and not and not look like that once, much less lose three games by a combined eight points? And then in the game that matters the most, you get absolutely thraxed, and, and you don't even show up. I mean, I don't know but, how you feel, but as a fan, P.M., didn't you just feel like an idiot that you just – they all this – this whole year yeah, yeah. with your podcast here, of course, and and obviously just being a fan and all the time and emotional investment you put into it. Did you not I saw your tweet? Dumb? I, I yeah. saw your tweet. I mean, yes. I, I've never felt so dumb. Where yeah. I'm, like, I'm yeah. sitting here and I, I was along for this ride as long and is as, as, as bought in as I was. And, and this and this was how it ended.
I, I just, I, I, even like you just said, like, it just felt like a fever dream. And even today, I, I still wonder, I'm like, man, like, I, I, I have a tough time accepting the fact that that happened. It just it doesn't, it, it it doesn't is so feel real to me. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel real. And I keep playing it through my head. And I keep, every time I try to think about the game, I forget moments of the game. Sure. I forget like I'm losing about thought. the game. I'm not going back and watching those highlights. That's oh, not my I job. Look, like I'm not going to go break down the film of this game. I'm not doing that. Look, look if someone wants to do that game again. Someone wants to pay me a lot of money, sure. Everybody got a price, but that's not my job. I'm not. That's not. That's not why I have this show, and that's not what I do here. You'd have but, to give me a blank check to go back and watch that game. Yeah, but like, look, I'm gonna be back next Wednesday at seven o'clock, talking about God knows what. But I'm gonna be talking about something You're next. Talking week. about probably four teams who deserve to be there because yeah. they are better teams than the Buffalo yeah. Bills. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just the God's honest truth. But yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm a Bills fan. I've been a Bills. I'm 21 yeah. years old. I'm almost 22. I, I turn 22 next Monday, so a week from now. But I've been a Bills fan since I was a little kid. I'm not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere. Nobody's going anywhere. But it just, it do, like you said, it doesn't feel real. It feels like they didn't show up. It's And you think about, like I think I go back to the Chiefs game this year. Mm-hmm. Their offense wasn't incredible. They scored 24 points against the Chiefs, which is a good amount. A lot of teams would take that on a week-to-week basis, 24 points. Mm-hmm. They gave up 20 points. Where was the defense from that game? Where was the defense throughout the year? This deep, like you can say this defense didn't show up. Yeah. And this defense didn't play well yesterday. But it's not like this defense is bad. They won 13 freaking games. Like they won 13 games, which is more of the reason why I feel like an idiot, more of the reason why I feel so shocked from yesterday. Look, if we had nine wins, right? And we won on the upset a team in the wild card round and then got destroyed in the divisional round, I'd be like, yeah, we're not that good. We're not, we're not there yet. We're here. Oh, I thought we were here. <laughs> I guess we're not. But they won 13 games. They won 13 games for a reason. So this team is really good. Something didn't go right yesterday. I don't know what it is. Look, could it be a blessing in disguise? Yeah, if they win the Super Bowl next year and they do some crazy things this offseason, sure, we'll look back at it and we won't care about this. You can easily forget about this in a year. But will we? Who knows? And we're gonna. I'm gonna bring it up now. We're gonna talk about the coaching staff because we kind of have to talk about the coaching staff. And I was kind of listening to your fanatic show tonight. I don't think they move off Dorsey. No. I don't expect it. Um, does Dorsey need to change things? Yes. Is this his first year calling plays? Yes. Were people calling for a Dable's head last year? Yes. Mm-hmm. Did people forget about that? Yes. I know. I know. So this is that this is the sport, man. It's just it's so short sighted. It it's is. a reactionary sport. You react, you re- and you also listen to the national media pundits. And yeah. it's going to be a lot of Josh Allen hate. And I saw one of my friends tweeted today who's not a Bills fan. He's a Patriots fan. He said, yeah. are the Bills going to become super underrated this offseason? And I was like, maybe. And I get where you was. Look, I can't even think about the offseason yet. I can't mentally put myself I, I, in the I game. am so with you. I know. I can't and we're going to get there because you host a weekly show. You do content. We're going to get there. And we have to as content creators. Uh, I know. But we're going we're gonna to do it, and we're going to forget about it or move, try to move on. But I was thinking, I was like, yeah, because I was thinking of what next season in the August the national media pundits will be talking about in the regards in the AFC, forget the NFC. That doesn't well, matter. We're talking about how fraudulent the bills are, and rightfully no, so. And we'll have nothing. To, we'll have nothing to back it up. That's no, the problem. But yes, but yes. So you have like the Bengals. No matter what happens on Sunday, the Bengals will be better. Yeah. The Chiefs will be better. I bet you the Chargers will be better. This is in the national media conversation. Chargers. If the Ravens get a fully healthy Lamar, and then yeah. maybe the Miami right. Dolphins. So then the Bills sure. we do become underrated, and maybe they go back to that where they're not. They're kind of doubted, and maybe that's where they need to be. But 
my biggest like thing. I don't even know where I'm going at this point because I'm just going on an app. It's just that I think finally, and I think I'm with you here. It's going to be nice to not have the amount of pressure that was put on them to this year for seemingly no reason because they didn't deserve it, frankly. No, I mean, they, they were being anointed as the best team in the AFC, despite being the only team in the collection of the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the uh, the Bills. They're the only one of those teams to have not made a Super Bowl. So uh, it was pretty remarkable that they were being put up on the pedestal that they were. They got to that point this year for whatever reason where they were the favorite, and and, and you know, and it looked yeah. like that one might have been the you know it might have been deserving. Uh, but after this, they will absolutely be bumped down the pedestal, rightfully so. Um, and maybe that is beneficial, but it's also reality. They are not as good as those two teams. They're just no. not. And look, look, the offseason is going to dictate things, what they do, and we're going to have enough time to talk about, do we improve yeah. the offensive line? Do we get another weapon? And that's a yes and yes. Do we need to do these things? And sure. look, I don't look, they're not going to – we were talking about the offensive coordinators because you can go on a million different tangents about yesterday's oh, yeah. game, but – Look, did Dorsey have a good year? I think he had a good year. They scored 28 points a game. That's yes. incredible. I think every team outside of like the Chiefs, Bengals, and maybe the Eagles would take that. And mm-hmm. I guess the 49ers because their system's just weird but really good. But Ugh. they have a lot of talent. So yeah, I mean, you and I can start there, and we, we'd that, probably be in the same spot. But, yeah. Does Dorsey need to fix things? 100%. For some reason, they abandoned the short passing game, which is – mind-boggling if you just go watch yesterday's game with the Bengals, it was mm-hmm. mostly short passes that yep. set up the deep ball yeah why did we go away from that like what like i don't know who's it's talking. all the Bengals did all game too and it worked just Yo, ding, ding, they did they don't the perfect example p is yesterday it's third and two and i understand the ball was a perfectly thrown ball and gabe davis dropped or whatever it doesn't it doesn't third and freaking that, two. that play man and then you punt it we did that last week. Did you win? I, know it. I know it twice last week. And they also did it to Shakir, but Shakir bailed Josh out with the catch, which is. Well, there was also that play from Shakir where he dropped it. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like, dude, I, what, I got nothing. I really don't. It what doesn't happened, make a sense. What happened to the short passing game after that first half of the Packers game? Remember that I Sunday night game? I don't know what happened in general. What, after the what did they go? The what did they do? What, who said something in the locker room? That I said, don't know. Like, Nothing you know, felt the same after that. No. And did they score a ton of points? Yeah, but it never felt easy. It always felt after. so stressful and so hard. Like they were grinding out 28 points. And look, I agree. 28 points per game is 28 points per game. You will take it. You will take <laughs> it. I get no. that. I know we sound like we're complaining, but it never, it never felt easy. That Titans game. Felt so easy. The Rams game, they scored 30 something points and oh. they turned the ball over a couple get times. So easy. The first oh, half of the Packers game felt so easy. I was at the Steelers game. Yeah, first yeah. snap, 80 yard touchdown. Like, dude. No, it no, crazy. it was a 98 yard touchdown after right. it was after we muffed the punt or whatever we did. Yes, and then Josh right. just flicked it. What happened? Like, where did that team go? And they still went We didn't even see it once again. Not once. No. It never, you- it never showed up again. No, it, it never did. And you didn't use your weapons right. Like McDermott coming out saying that Hines wasn't used enough. Then why didn't we use him enough? Like, why is he no, not being used? used him at all? No, no, no. Look, I, and I, I, the, the Bills need, I think the Bills obviously need a serious upgrade at wide receiver because I like Shakir. I think he can be very good. And we saw glimpses. They should have used him more. He, he could be, there's some glimpses there. I think Gabe Davis is a, a good receiver. I don't think he could be a number two, but I, I don't. I'm not a big. I'm not the biggest Gabe Davis hater. I'm not going to go on rip Gabe Davis. Should he have caught more passes? 100. Um, percent 
Um, Diggs is obviously awesome, and obviously that Diggs beef is fully overblown. Um, I'm assuming him and Josh are okay. He's just pissed that they lost again, and as you would hope he would be pissed. He'd be sure, kind of annoyed. He'd be annoyed if he was like, yeah, it's okay. Be like, like, Why not? I don't understand people where they're like, oh, like everybody. First of all, everybody's just been waiting for a moment for like the last three years to get down, you know, get on Diggs's case about being yeah. somebody that they, they they imagined he was in their mind. But that's besides the point. What do you want these guys to do? I, I would much rather see that than I would, um, you know, just, uh, hey, great year. We'll get them next year. Like, no, uh, you, you love to see that the guys have the passion that they do. I, I am so in, I am so in support of that. I understand People, you know, they, they think it's I don't even know what they think. I, I would just much rather see that than uh, than than the contrary, where you're just you're kind of just discrediting the fact that you just yeah. got your ass handed to you. Yeah. And like some of the worst things like you could do right now is go on Twitter because it's oh, just a, it's a nightmare. I, I, I go on Twitter. So I, I literally said I told my girlfriend, I'm like, my girlfriend's like she like couldn't even watch the game. She was so upset. She's like not a Bills fan. But when she started dating me, I made her a Bills fan. And she, like, she's super right, into right, it. Right. Like, she, yeah. I was, we go to different schools. Uh, colleges and she like couldn't even turn the game. I was like, yeah, don't turn the game on. Like this is just there's no point. And then I was like, she's like, I was like, just don't go on Twitter. Like she has like a Twitter. She doesn't use it. I'm like, because you're just gonna get you're just gonna get upset because you're gonna be annoyed. She's like, you're, she's like, are you gonna go on Twitter? I was like, probably. But am I gonna be annoyed? Yeah, probably. Like that's where I need to just like completely get rid of my internet service, right. much less delete Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. and then like like I watched the second half in my bedroom by myself because I was like, I'm done sitting with yeah. my friends. Like I can't do this anymore. It was it was such an emotional nightmare of a game that uh, didn't feel real. But it was real. They lost 27-10. And, yeah, like, what do you want It was just so not fun to watch, P.S. No, it was so bad. It was nothing to root for for a full 60 minutes play. I guess when they made it 14-7, I was like, ooh, ooh. And then I saw the defense do absolutely nothing. And I was like, okay, it's over. Think about the struggle they had to go through to even get those points when you were watching, you know, the Bengals just move it with ease. Even when they scored there, the only thing that would have saved me as far as my belief was concerned is if they would have scored before the half. Yes, and if they, scored, they had a double dip half, opportunity. Yeah, and they didn't score on either. You so needed at least three there. Yeah, they got the three to open the second half, but it took them seven minutes to get no. down there, and they settled for a field goal. So You needed at least – you got to midfield and then absolutely stalled out. Yep. On that drive before half, you need yeah, it all day in, 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 because know. it makes it 17 10 and you're down a possession. You're yep. down one possession with the ball and you score a touchdown on that opening drive in the second half. It's a game. But obviously, they didn't want to do that because they like, they like torturing us and they like ripping our hearts out. And just, yeah. Look, let's we'll talk about the defense. My biggest annoying thing about the defense, that one play where. They blitzed, I don't know where, third or fourth quarter, who cares? But second third half, four, yeah. third and like five, third and six, and they blitzed, which I didn't like that was a bad idea because they did that short pass. But where the heck were the defensive backs? Like, Trey White was in frame. Nobody else was in frame. Where are you playing? It's like a it's third. A defense you almost run if you, want to, if you want to have the team move. Like, it's almost like a prevent. In a way. It was a prevent defense. It was like they were up 31-7, and they just didn't want yeah. to give up like a quick score. It's one of those plays where you're kind of um, like you, you, you're in prevent. You're willing to give up the short yardage, except well, I hate prevent defense. But yes. yeah. It was third and four. You're you know? losing in the game. Dude, you are I, losing, and you're sending out full on pressure. So you know someone's gonna get home, and someone did get home. But Joe Burrow had an open guy. He just knew right away and just tossed it. 
like I was watching that game and I was like, they're not making tackles. Like every time I, I saw receiver get the ball, I'm like, yeah, missed tackle coming up. Yeah, missed tackle. Like, like I can't even like as pe- we've talked about the Bills for years and you more than me, but this whole year and like a- analyze games, we watched a ton of football. We know a lot of football. I'm not trying to toot our own horns here, but like it just didn't feel like a game. It just didn't feel like they were ever in the game. Like I don't even know where to go from here. Like in this episode, like, I either. I really don't. Like we've talked about it forever or not forever for the last 24 hours. Cause I think we're getting there and it's still doesn't feel fully real. It doesn't feel like they deserve that. Like Josh didn't even play good. Like nobody, oh, play, like, nobody. No, like I said, there wasn't one, there's not a single thing from yesterday that, that makes you even crack a smile. You're, you're going to get mad. You're going to get mad at me. I'm, I have the PFF grades up here right now. Oh, let me hear him. Um, so our number one defensive player was Matt Milano. They gave him an 83 defense, which is he was the only guy I could yeah. say that it seemed like he was actually trying. It they seemed. gave Boogie Basham a 91 pass rush grade. Out of what? A hundred? Yeah. That's he's in, he's in the blue. He, uh, they gave him a 91 pass rush grade. I guess he I, didn't. I don't know. I, I, that, that, I didn't that didn't seem awfully I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That, didn't, that didn't that didn't jump off the field to me. I want I want to get. Who do you think the we're, we're gonna do this? We're gonna have fun with this because make, give us a little laugh here. Because so, who do you think was the number one or who was the worst graded defensive player on the Bills yesterday? Who do you think? I'm gonna do, ask you. There's 21 players that played snaps. Um, somehow Gabe Davis is higher rated on the defensive grade than Tremaine Edmonds because he played that one snap, which. I, is, I don't know if that's good. I don't know what that means. No idea. Who do you think was the worst defensive player graded on the defense? And then we'll go to the offense. And then he, this guy had a 36.3 grade. Tredavious White. Close. He was 19th out of 21. You're really close. Jordan Poyer. It was almost as he though bad. knew that he, I don't know. It, he was bad. I've never seen him play that bad. He was bad, dude. He's not coming back also. So that no. was the- and I also starting to wonder if Tredavious White will ever come back either, or at least come back to the capacity in which we know him as. He I, I don't know. Look, I, I Tredavious White, I thought he showed flashes of being the corner that we thought he were. He thought he was and what he was what he was uh before the ACL injury against the Saints. Yeah. I didn't I, I'm not the biggest I'm not on I'm worried, I'm worried about him. Going, I'm not as worried as like a lot of people are because I think He's shown flashes, and I still think he needs a full offseason. Somehow, ACLs, they always say ACLs. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but corners and receivers struggle the most with an ACL. Like, yeah. Odell didn't even play the year. Like, I know. It's, I know. Look, I don't no, think you're right. Get- I hope you're right. I do. Look, if we do. go, let's say we're week five next year, right? And Trey mm-hmm. White stinks. Like, he's bad. Then I'm really worried. If he comes back and he's good again, like, I think we got to give him a full offseason of him training camp, like all that summer workout stuff, OTAs. Um, Everything. I don't know if you can. Yeah, that's that, that's fair, and I and I, I hope that that's accurate. I might I be just, being optimistic, but I feel like we need some optimism at this point. I, you know I, what I mean? I, something, something to look forward to. The Poyer thing, though, man, that, that's done. just it's crazy uh, because I don't think that they lost a game all year with him starting, and I also nope. have never seen him play that bad. Yeah, did he? Is he like was he one foot out the door? Like you have to wonder. And I'm and not trying to like come out the guy's how many things are you left with after this game just wondering like how was it that bad? 
That's how and, bad it was. And I, and I also don't want to come up Poyer's like ability to play and his effort because he's been a great Buffalo Bill. And I don't want to no, knock. What Clark. you're doing is you're so you're so flabbergasted by it that you're just trying to grasp at straws yes. how you how it happened. And I really don't want this to be the lasting memory I have of. I don't Jordan either. Poyer. And it won't be. And it won't be because I'm more. I'm not a person. I can. I remember all the things Jordan Poyer. He was incredible. He was a great Buffalo Bill. Okay. And I don't look. Could he come back? Sure. I didn't think Matt Milano was coming back a couple years ago. So who the heck knows sometimes? But I expect him not to come back. At least we got good news that Monkey Hyde's okay. That he's going to be okay. That was a case of the balls, I thought, because it was yeah, like – Yeah, it was – It was good and bad. It was good that, like, he's okay, yeah. that we'll have him back for this training camp. Like, he's nothing's wrong with him. It was bad because you're like, shit. <sighs> if we won, he would have played next week with Poyer, and you're like, oh, boy. But we didn't deserve to win, so I, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know, like what I'm supposed to. Do. You know what I mean? I'm so like people are probably watching this. They're like, I'm at a loss for words because it just doesn't feel real. But it is real because it's a good. I know, it's weird. It feels like that was that game didn't count. Like it just felt like it was. I I don't even know, dude. Like how many times have I said this? I don't even know. Does anybody? Like I'm just. I've never been so. Dude, I don't know. I, I just said it again. Every every aspect of that game was bad. So uncharacteristic. Besides us, like they were. Dude, it felt like they were put uh, like a spell was casted on them, or I, I just. Yeah. Dude, I would be open to any explanation at this point. Truly. Yeah, we're not, we're not gonna get one. Want to go like full conspiracy theory? Like somebody gave him uh, like uh, a tranquilizer or something before yeah. the game. Like yeah. I, I would believe anything at this point. And we're not gonna get full answers out of McDermott. I, I do respect McDermott's like media thing, like because I get like some some coaches are annoying and they just say whatever. I get where McDermott comes from. Be professional and like look, he's the head coach. He has to be professional. Um, mm-hmm. we've had like Rex Ryan who was so unprofessional, and we look with that. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of things I know people don't love. Uh, McDermott's media answers, but look, he's not going to start throwing people under the bus. Yeah, I much rather are, have that for sure. You're right. Especially people that are under contract for next year that are going to be on the team next year. Like, yeah. you're, you're, because then other players are going to be like, well, why are you throwing this guy under the bus? Like, he's my teammate. Yeah, and, and that only makes you look bad. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do no, anything. It, it hurts your team. Like, it hurts your, it hurts your team, hurts your your image. Well, but did you see the Cowboys tweet where they literally blamed yeah. the game on Dak Prescott? Like, what, like, what is, what are you doing? This is, like, what, what is this? Like, what, you know, why? I get it if it's like, a website or a right. Dallas blog or a right. Dallas Tribune or whatever the heck they have in Dallas. Like, oh, Dak blew the game. Yeah, okay, cool. Not the Dallas it, Cowboys. It's still up. I can't even believe – I just – If you're Dak and you, like, you're talking to your agent today because or you have your locker clean out, like, are you going to someone and be like, guys, like, what is this? Like, you're just throwing me under the – like, I get it. I didn't play great and all that stuff, but – Neither did like anybody. Like, like imagine the, our fan base if, like, if the Bills Twitter put that out, it would be for Josh Allen. Oh my God, it's over. Doomsday. Oh, I know. At least we're smart enough not to do that. I figured that would just be like the most basic level of common sense. Also, maybe take it down after like five minutes. Like, did nobody is it's still up? Like, are they done with him? There's a lot of teams that would take that Prescott. Costly, there's a lot of teams costly uh, departure. I don't know, man. But there's a lot of teams that would take Dak Prescott. I know people yeah. hate Prescott, but Davis Mills started a ton of games for a team this year. Like Marcus Mariota, like <laughs> like Dak Prescott's gonna find a job. Like Derek Carr's gonna find a job. Like this isn't like people are. 
Yeah, and the same can be said with the whole, you know, McDermott thing too, where it's like, you know, you're not firing McDermott. Like, I, no, I was thinks that that McDermott, like, you don't think that he'd get a hundred calls, or maybe not. I mean, you don't think he'd get calls the second that they moved on. I mean, that, it, these guys don't grow on trees. People just think you can go pick up Andy Reid or Sean Payton and or next Bill Belichick and just get on with it. You know, Sean Payton is one game over five hundred in the postseason, and he's also going to cost north of twenty million and yeah, one or two. Because this, this team can afford to start shipping off draft picks at this moment. Like, it's no, just, the grass it's, is always greener until you get to the other side and realize that it's just you know, how many of these teams get trapped in a carousel that they can't get off of? Texans. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Texans. Look, that watch, if this keeps Arizona. happening over and over again, then we got a problem. Those won 13 Absolutely. games this year. If they miss Every the team- playoffs this coming season or if they have another one of those type of games in the playoffs next year, then the conversations are going to start really heating up. But yeah. it, it's just – it's not – it's not – if it was that black and white man, white man, everybody would do it. Everybody would do it. It's the same thing you hear all the time where everybody's always like, well, you know, you know, the, the Giants are just they, – they need a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, dude, so does everybody else. There's dude. like five of these guys in existence. Yeah. It's, it doesn't – it's not – Dude, everybody would have a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, and they were just sitting on the side of the street ready to get picked up. My biggest thing is, and I just I'm thinking of this in a weird analysis, not a weird analysis, but like you know when you like read all NBA teams, like the five guys they have on the yeah. all NBA teams, mm-hmm. and they're like, this guy's a snub, right? Like this guy's a snub over, like he should be in the top. Five. My always thing is like, then who are you taking out? Like, don't tell right. me, yeah. don't tell me Devin Booker, for example, is a snub. Okay. Tell me he's a snub and give me the reason why he's a snub and tell me why he's replacing this guy. Don't right. just tell me, oh, because he's really as good. He's a snub. Who are you taking out? So if you fire McDermott, who are you realistically replacing him with? Like Sean Payton? I know. It's so easy. You want to give up picks? Who else? Look, is Kyle Shanahan showing up tomorrow? Look, if Kyle Shanahan was like tomorrow morning was like, I want the Bills job, I would fire McDermott. Yeah. Make sure. I mean, if Sean McDermott the phone – if Sean McVay picked up the phone, yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. but it, it, it's how many coaches would you replace earlier, him with? That's what I'm saying. This is what I said earlier on my show. And, and unless Bean has a surefire replacement that he has the utmost confidence in not only replacing McDermott adequately, but doing so in a way that immediately, in his mind, unequivocally boosts the productivity of this team, unless that is already in the waiting room. You don't, you don't make it, you don't even think about it because it's just, it's not, it's, it's not smart all no. the time. These teams, they just, I mean, Frank Reich, this most recent example is perfect. Dude, it, the guy got canned for Jeff Saturday, who was, who was working Abysmal. in the studio at ESPN until he, I mean, is that what you want? Because it, the, there's not these guys waiting in the balance just ready to come in and be the next Vince Lombardi. So I, I, unless you got a guy like Sean McVay or unless Sean Payton said, hey, I, I'll work for, for uh, a quarter of what I'll get from another team. Okay, maybe, right? But that ain't happening. So no. unless you have another adequate solution, I, I, I don't want to hear it. And, well, we can flip the defense side of the ball. Does Leslie Frazier have to go? That's the, it go, to me, it goes for all these guys. Unless that, guy I think that Leslie Frazier is actually a legit conversation in my – I agree. Opinion. I agree. I, think I would it, also like to know, though, like what the what the plan of action would be, um, because I I think Bean Bean is not a guy who 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 reacts rashly. No. So I will say this: if there is a move made, 
I've gotten to the point where my faith in Bean is at a point where I would be okay with any decision they wind up making truly. Yeah. It's back to the McDermott point, in my opinion, where I'm saying, uh, okay, you know, I understand the, the, the conversations around Frazier, even though despite the, the mishaps in the playoffs, they've had a top five defense for almost the entirety of his time there. Uh, are you going to bring a guy in that is going to deliver that? And, and then on top of that, completely flip around the playoff um the playoff performances, these are things that that don't just fall out of the sky. I'm, I'm trying to think of who would replace them, and I can't, like, realistic, like, who's making that lateral? Because it would have to be a guy that makes a lateral jump. You know what I mean? It's not I, a guy I, that... I had a guy earlier on my show say that we that we should have kept Jim Schwartz, or we should have gone after Jim Schwartz. I mean, like, there's, there's just stuff going to be starting to fall out of the sky. Well, he's now the Browns defensive coordinator, so... There's going to be this is this is what happens when you end the year like this. This is what we're going to have to look forward oh, to because yeah, you give response because you you set yourself open to random conversations sure. and who could blame them because everybody is so <laughs> lost words right now that you're just kind of like grasping at straws as to anything that you think could make something you want to you want to come up with anything in your mind to help yesterday go away. I still can't think about yesterday in the sense of like, I don't even know what happened yesterday. Like, I don't know what happened yesterday. It like, was it was going to forget was, it. The most embarrassing and just flat out shameful, I'm, dude. I, I uh, why do I, an adequate word to accurately sum up just how god awful that was. Why do I feel like after that first touchdown, like my stomach wasn't like nervous? It was just like this game is over. Like, why did I get that I feeling? Totally like, agree. I, I feel like we got that feeling because we knew that one of the bigger aspects of this game swinging in the Bills' favor would be the injuries on the offensive line for the yeah, Bengals. No. And you watched in that yeah, first no drive question. that they just did whatever they wanted. And I think it became pretty evident that that was not going to be something that played in the favor of the bills. And I think that you also realize, okay, that is off the table. And with that said, the Bengals are a better team. And so without the banged up line, that was supposed to be yeah. some big ad- advantageous element of the game for the bills. It wasn't. And then you got you got a, you got an example right off the bat of what the Bengals were going to bring to the table on offense, uh, and then the, what the Bills were going to bring to the table on defense, and then the vice versa on the other side of things. And what you saw right off the bat is exactly what you got from both units on both sides of the, uh, of the sidelines the entire game. And look, the Bills offensive line, I wouldn't say it's in shambles. I think there's some pieces that I like. Like I saw on Twitter, people like we got to get rid of Dawkins. I was like, okay, like, we can't just get five new offensive linemen. Like, I know. I mean, he's one of the only guys that right. Yeah, I mean, trust. I will well, say though, Dawkins this year he's a penalty machine, yeah. which is unfortunate. The the, the thing with the O line, like I think Dawkins at left tackle is fine. Mitch Morse, but you're gonna have to draft his replacement eventually. Um, and then I think Bates. Gonna, at, I think all the concussions for him. Yeah. So you have to draft his replacement eventually. I think Bates is fine at left guard or right guard. I, I think if you move him back to left guard, but Saffold has to go. Like Saffold, yes, tweeted, like, he said he wants to be back. I was like, here. I was like, Saffold, you seem like a nice guy. See ya. I don't want you. And Brown can't be a starter. Brown can be your swing tackle if you need a backup tackle. So you got to honestly replace two positions: a guard position and a tackle. If you want to bring in another third lineman that you think that can actually start, then you can do that. But that's kind of hard to do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the Bills are gonna have to do what the Chiefs did. When they lost, how well, that worked out. I mean, they got one of the best old lines in the league. And they got Creed Humphrey, who we could have drafted instead of Boogie Basham. That might come back and bite us in the ass. And not might have, it kind of does because we have so many edge rushes. I love Gregory Russo. I just didn't think any yeah, game this year. I got nothing I'm wrong. Sure I was shocked at how poorly that defensive line performed. As a whole, I was really expecting a lot. Is losing Daquan Jones that big? Is Daquan Jones back for another year? I, 
One, I don't know. Two, I can't even believe that's even being put into the, the ether right now. The fact that we have the guys on the line that we have and where we've drafted them and and and, yeah. and, and just yeah. the expectations had for them in that spot yesterday against that bad of a banged up O-line to not even – dude, they sacked him one time early in the game and they only hit him three times. I mean, if you weren't gonna, if you weren't gonna take advantage of that, when are like, I, I, it, this is just another one of those elements where you're like, how, how was that even possible to have performed that poorly in that circumstance? I put out one tweet from yesterday. I try not to tweet as much because I try not to be. Oh, I need to follow your. I need. I need to take your. I like, try to like tweet like videos and be positive, and like I'm trying to grow my. T- I'm still young, and I try to do that stuff. I wrote, "It's okay to be disgusted from the performance yesterday." It's okay to be happy about a 13-win regular season. It is also okay to question things and want some changes on both sides of the ball in terms of personnel and coaches. I think that was kind of what I tried to feel like. Try to be happy. We won 13 sure. games. Like I remember when we were bad. Like I didn't. We didn't make the playoffs until I was 16. So I kind of I remember when we didn't make the playoffs consistently. We were bad. But I also oh, yeah. know that they need to be changes. And there's nothing wrong with making changes. And there's nothing wrong and. Also, another thing, people on Twitter, if you guys are on Twitter that's listening, and if you're watching listening on the podcast version, awesome. Apple Podcasts and Spotify, you guys are killing it lately. A couple hundred downloads, like awesome. Let's keep going, guys, on that. And but if you're a fan on Twitter, like bashing someone how they cope with the loss, like what is wrong with you? Like, like people can react any way they want to want. Look, you can react, you can be mad, you can be really pissed off, you can be everyone gets fired. I don't care. You know that most people know that everyone's not getting fired. You can also be like some people like were like, you know what? It was a horrible way to lose. But we won 13 games. It was a fun ride. That's okay too. I don't care how you cope with it. Like it, it, people bash people. Like whoa, we lost like that. I was like, if the person wants to be okay with it. They could be okay with it. I, you know what? I'd rather be that person right now than like how I'm feeling. And like I'm jealous right. of all hell. Of the person's right. We never enjoy the ride. We don't enjoy. The ride. I tell you though, man, this this year the, the ride wasn't all that enjoyable. There really weren't that many exciting games, even though they won eight in a row. It never felt like they were good enough to win. It was such a weird year, man. Such a weird year. Well, everything went wrong in for the year, and and now I'm not trying to make excuses because I'm well, not. But it did, but it didn't. It never bit them until yesterday. That's the thing. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Lost because you're like. If they finish like eleven and six and we're at like the fourth yeah. seed, and you'd be like, "Oh shoot, Von Miller it made it would have made more sense." Like the hideout, the Demar yeah. Hamlin incident. You had Josh Allen UCL yes. injury, and you they had, never lost. And you and you're like, okay, so maybe this team's a team of destiny. Maybe it doesn't right. matter. The winter storm, right? The, 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 the Allen yeah. elbow, like there was a million things. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it's 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 probably the most baffling loss I've seen. Oh my god, since. Playoff loss, like this is the only most baffling playoff loss we've had because I haven't been around for a lot of playoff games. Um, the Texans playoff loss was just weird because like what oh, the heck that, happened? That was more like last year's loss, in my opinion, where it was, just, was just, no, but that was also like you're like, what the heck did we just do in the fourth quarter? Like in the fourth I quarter, know. The, I know the Jaguars won, you're like, Yeah, we had no chance. Um, and we knew we had like a barely and, a punch. Even chance. in that game, they were competitive. That's the that's the lost by seven. They said no offense. They did defended the heck out of the ball in that game. They said no offense. Way to the AFC Championship and probably should have went to the Super Bowl. And they also had no receivers at all. So Ty, and, uh, you can hate on Tyler Taylor as much as you want. Like he had, he was throwing to nobody. He wasn't throwing to Stephon Diggs. That's for sure. Um, he wasn't throwing to anybody on the level of Gabe Davis. So, dude, it's just when's the last time a team with this expectation level and, and this amount of success throughout the year? When's the last time they ended the year 
this poorly, not including the Chiefs in the Super Bowl against the, the Bucs. At least they got there. I mean, when's the last time? Is there a Cowboys fan listening? Maybe they chime in and uh, let us know because they keep losing. They've lost seven straight divisional rounds. That must get freaking annoying. I hope we're not that to get to a point. But we've made it. Obviously, I got to tell you, we're closer to that than we are to what we're watching uh, in play this weekend. Yeah. And you think about it, we're we're one game away, obviously, for making the AFC Championship. And you you feel good about that in that sense. But you keep thinking, like, are we one game away? I feel good about it because if you look at the trajectory, right, in the the first year that we've – so – not including the Houston year because that was still in the building process. But let's start over the last three years. You get yeah. to the AFC Championship, but it was it was obvious you weren't on the same level as the Chiefs yet. And we knew there, right? We knew. Then you go to last year, so you get to the AFC Championship. Then you get to the divisional and you lose a heartbreaker. And then you get to the divisional again and you get blown out. So instead of it going like this, it's actually going like this. Meanwhile, you have the Chiefs going to their fifth straight AFC Championship, and you have the Bengals out of nowhere going to their second straight. And then, and then you kind of sit back and wonder, uh, like this, we're not like the, the, the comparisons and in, in the, in the constant, uh, you know, it's the bills and the chiefs. Like it, I, I don't know. I think we got a real, real sour taste of reality yesterday, man. You know what also hurts? Not like we, now we see how important that one seed is. Yeah, because, I tell you though, don't you think yesterday, even even if it was like off the bye against the Jags, don't you think that they still would have gotten their ass kicked? I don't, I, I, I don't. I, for some reason, I don't think so. I have like that feeling in my like stomach. Yeah, it would have been a whole different approach. You think? I, I don't know. I just feel like they beat the Jaguars. I, I, I just feel like they're way better than Jaguars. I feel like they can make some mistakes and beat the Jaguars. I don't think they show up lifeless. Um, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe off a of bye, it would have. Maybe they would have had some. You know what? I don't know. Maybe I you're right. They talked about that today in the final press conferences. They needed that break, and they didn't get it. They had to play that playoff game. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm really not. They looked terrible yesterday, and they didn't deserve to win. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm not trying to do that. But they said, and even when the players said that, they weren't make, trying to make excuses, but they said they needed that week off, and I get it. It's that DeMar Hamlin issue, if, if you don't think it's an issue, it was an, obviously a, in a crazy situation that never ha- has happened in the National Football League. I just feel like it would have been a different story against the Jaguars. Look, they got pummeled in the AFC Championship game. Maybe now they would have got pummeled in the AFC Championship game. But who knows? But that one seems very important. You never know. You're right. It's football. You never know. But they didn't. They lost in the division round to a team where you can say they're more talented. I agree. I think the Bengals have a better roster. They're not that much more talented. They don't have that much better of a roster. This team. I just think Burrow's in a much better situation to succeed than Allen is. And that's what the biggest glaring difference was yesterday. Their weapons are better. Yes. yes, clearly. Why the biggest thing that take is a takeaway for me is where did the heck did the short passing game go? We talked, we talked about that earlier in the show. It just was non-existent, like completely, completely non-existent. And I, I, I don't even know. Like I'm, I'm on Twitter right now, reading like people's all like what they should do for off offense next year. Like this is what the roster should be. And I'm like, okay, cool. But I can't even get there yet. We're gonna get there because I have a show every Wednesday, guys. And I appreciate everybody keep coming back. And we're gonna talk. A lot of free agency. We're gonna talk a lot of draft. We're gonna preview everything. We're getting into the summer. I got it. I sound like a media personality now. I gotta say it because that's what's gonna happen. We gotta have something to look forward to, I guess, right? Yeah, and yeah, we got the NFC AFC championship games this weekend. Zbot, who are you rooting for this weekend, man? Um, man, I gotta tell you, I'm rooting for as far as the Super Bowl is concerned, anybody who comes out of the NFC. I like both those teams. I really do. I think that they are they are incredibly fun to watch. 
Um, the Brock Purdy story would be absolutely amazing. I also think the Jalen Hurts story after last year where people are kind of out on him to coming yeah. back and having an MVP year and then, you know, having as good of a team as they do, I think that would be awesome. Um, and then the AFC, I, I, I mean, you know, I, I go, go Bengals. I, I, I'm really? so tired. I am just sick and damn tired of the Chiefs. Um, the Bengals are getting there for me at least. Uh, I, I, I Eli Hap, Eli Apple stuff today wasn't didn't, wasn't my thing. No, I mean that that definitely sucks uh, for sure. But it also there's no Eli Apple tweet that will ever make me dislike the Bengals more than I dislike Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So. I hope whoever gets in the, out of the AFC loses. Um, I agree. I, I'm just because then it's like okay. Play. Well, because look, this could be weird. Like if Mahomes doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, like he's been put on this pedestal of like all-time great quarterbacks, and I think he's better than Allen. Obviously, I think he's better than Allen. Um, not obviously, but he's better than Allen, and he's accomplished more than Allen. But if he doesn't win a Super Bowl this year, right, he's been put on that pedestal of Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like he's won one. He's been he's lost a lot of playoff. You know what I mean? Like you get yeah, this, I mean, that, that's feels- the disadvantage of being that good is if you go all the way and don't win it all. It, it actually is a disadvantage to your legacy. It's which is it nuts. Is. It hurts his legacy. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah, this is this is this is big. I think as far as that's concerned, if you make it five straight years to the semifinals and only come out of it with one, one. championship, that's that's you know it's it's yeah. it's tough. Yeah. That's what matters the most at the end it's of the day when it comes early, to the- it's early season. It's early career LeBron James, like that type of like. Yeah, what, that's a good point. You know what? The, he can't lose this weekend, Mahomes. He can't. Well, you know what's funny is if he does, it'll be uh, it was the high ankle sprain. You know, I mean, but I guess that's you're true, right. Like, that would be four straight losses to Cincinnati, who have really seemed to be the better team. That you cannot do that. And like, if Cincinnati loses the Super Bowl like, again, like the pressure's on Kansas City, in my opinion. I think yeah, and I think the line is flipped. I think it's Cincinnati's favorite at this moment. Oh yeah, on, like, Monday was, night at eleven twenty three. Um. <laughs> Cincinnati is fair, but I, I'm running for the 49ers, but I, for some reason I get that yeah, feeling that brought right. Cincy minus one and they, they, yeah. they opened up plus three. So that's really yeah. fun. For some reason, I get that feeling like that Brock Purdy's magic is going to eventually run either, out. Either, either he implodes one of these days and shows his rookie true colors or they win the whole thing. I just don't see it in between. It, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's nuts. Yeah. And look, if you're the bills and if you're Brandon Bean, you got to look at where, like how the 49ers construct their team. You got to look at not even the Chiefs because the Chiefs do some weird things. Their weapons aren't better than the Bills, in my opinion. Besides Travis Kelsey, like their wide receiver weapons are not good. They just don't look at the Chiefs because I think that's a separate model in how they run their offense. You got to look at the Bengals. You got to look at the 49ers. Like, what do they do well? Why Why is the Eagles' offense so good all of a sudden? Like, obviously, I know why they so have to talented. But why can they run the ball efficiently with Miles Sanders and who's their backup? Kenneth Gainwell, which are not like world beaters. Um, like, why is this, like, if you're the offense, you have to kind of take a deep dive into kind of change your philosophy on both sides of the ball. And it's going to be interesting what they do. It's going to be interesting what personnel they bring in. I think you got to get faster at the wide receiver position, not Isaiah McKenzie, like end around faster, like legit receivers, but legit receiver. That's a faster receiver, like a Paris Campbell, but I don't want freaking Paris Campbell. Like, that's just like, kind of like a. A band-aid, like a legit, like a Zay Flowers. I'm going draft or Josh Downs. It does a draft, uh, UNC and BC guys, like fast, legit receivers to kind of like help the offense. Got to get Allen more targets. You got to create a short passing game. Like you kind of, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going right now. <laughs> I have no idea where you're I'm like going. The right rest, you're like all of us. You're just trying to make sense of a, a nonsensical situation. That's all yeah. it is. 
And we usually to wrap up the show, we do the Picasso's Pizza key play of the game. Yeah, I'm not doing that. But I appreciate Picasso's Pizza for sponsoring every week. That's awesome. Let's keep it going. Uh, for the best pizza in Buffalo, it's got to be Picasso's every night. is pizza. I don't want to diss on the sponsorship, but it doesn't feel right for me to do a Picasso's uh, Pizza key play of the game unless it's like – or play of the game unless it's, I don't know, a Bengals player. But I don't want to do that because I don't know who deserves it on the Bills. You're right. Like you said earlier, there's we not a single – The fans Bills. deserve it. The fans deserve a slice of pie after that. In the so. snow. You know what? We'll give it to Demar Hamlin. Give it to Demar. There Hamlin. you go. That's a good choice. Demar That's Hamlin gets the Picasso's pizza. Like that player of the game. Um, but yeah, nobody on the on the active roster who's playing the game. No matter what the PFF grades say, deserve. <laughs> I guess Boogie Basham with the ninety-one point oh. Oh, I know. That's yeah. that's amazing. I mean, hey, if you want to keep doing it, that'd be nice. Um, because we I haven't really seen it from you, Boogie. But yeah, I think that's gonna end the episode. Is obviously a different one. It's not a live show, but you guys will be watching this on Facebook, on YouTube, and Twitter at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Um, you can comment throughout the show as always, and you'll see this the following morning as a podcast version on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. I'll be back every single Wednesday for the most part in this offseason. We're going to be – it's going to be a tough offseason. It's not going to be pretty, but stuff's going to happen. Obviously, coaching changes. We'll get into that if that happens. Personnel changes, free agency, the draft, and then obviously the summer with all that fun stuff. I can't even think about it, but now I'm just promote, trying to promote my show. Um, Z-Bot, before we get out of here, and I, once again, I appreciate you coming on. I know you did your show earlier tonight, so you talk a lot of bills, but that's what you like to do. But where can everyone find your social media, your show, everything you do for the Bills community? Well, once again, Pete, thanks for having me because a game like, you know, we talked about this a little bit ago, but it's a funny. After the losses, you want to talk more usually than after the wins because there's a lot more to get off your chest, so I appreciate you having me on. Uh me, Monday nights, every Monday night, Buffalo Fanatics YouTube channel is where you can find me. And then on Twitter at ZBot Tweets, you can follow me over there as well. And like you said, off season, I just can't believe that's where we're at. It sucks. But hey, I'll have stuff coming for you. I know Pete will too. And, and we'll try and move, maneuver through this and get them next year like we always like to say, right? <laughs> Yeah, and look, I guess I started the show. I didn't expect this to be the episode I'd be doing right now. I, I know. obviously just completed my first season as a member of the Built in Buffalo yeah, community. Man. Congrats. One of the bucks. Media uh, member, and I started in March with a podcast, and I'm going to show. So now I'm going to my second off season with you guys, and I appreciate everyone that watches my show and comments and follows me on Twitter. You don't have to, but I, that's awesome. I appreciate it. I'm just a 21-year-old. Eventually, going to be 22 soon, just talking with the Bills, so. It's awesome, and it's a dream come true talking with the Bills. But obviously, it's painful what we're doing right now. But Z-Bot will be back Monday on Fanatics, YouTube, and social media. I'll be back next Wednesday on Bill Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and podcast version. Thank you for everyone that is tuning tonight. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs>